Well, I'm sorry I wasn't your six foot one perfect <laughs> husband material match, Adela. That's really disappointing. I don't uh, think well, I've ever uh, heard that part of the story, but yeah, because she she literally she just said I have your shidduch, and I was like, okay, and then she's like, her name is Mariam, and I was like, what? My name is Adela Kochav, and I'm Mariam Waba. We are the daughters of diaspora, and this is Americanish. Welcome back to Americanish. It has been such a long time since we last saw each other, since we last spoke to each other. Um, we're so glad to be back for season three. Thank you for joining us once again, and welcome to all our new friends and followers. Adela, how are you doing today? I am doing great. I just got back from Nashville, and everyone should move to Nashville. It's the greatest city in the world. Everyone? How are you doing? Everyone. Everyone in the everyone, the whole world belongs in Nashville. But what about you? How how is it hanging for you this lovely day? I can't wait to hear more about Nashville because it seems like a place that everyone should move to. Um, I'm good. I'm excited to get back into it. Uh, this is just fun fact. This is our second time recording this episode. So we're really excited. <laughs> um, we We've been away too long. The tech issues bit us in the butt, but um, we're really excited to talk to you guys again. Um, as some of you may already know, we have quite some new followers and, and friends um, that we've gained over our very long winter break that was much well-deserved and earned. Um, but because of that, we'd like to reset the scene and reintroduce ourselves. Yeah, so if you're listening for the very first time, welcome to Americanish, Daughters of Diaspora. This is a show about a lot of things, but it's where a Coptic Christian and a Syrian Lebanese Jew come together to discuss faith, politics, and everything in between, and all these wonderful things that, of course, we're going to talk about in a little bit. But first, um, I and Mariam will introduce ourselves, and you'll learn a little bit more about how the show came to be and what we've been up to and where we see everything going. So my name is Adela. My family's originally from Syria and from Lebanon, and they are Jewish, so they did what Jews do, and they had to leave. And from Syria and Lebanon, they went to Mexico, where I was born. And after that, my family moved to the U.S. after in Mexico. They tried to kidnap my brother. It's a whole thing. Maybe we'll do an episode about security and kidnapping and second world countries and all those goodies. But um, bottom line, I moved to Deal, New Jersey, which is a town full of Syrian Jews. And there I learned about the Syrian Jewish community I was a part of. I grew up in the Syrian Jewish community my entire life. And then I went to NYU. At NYU, there was a ton of anti-Semitism and I ended up suing them for anti-Semitism. And at the time, um, religion wasn't protected under Title VI of the Civil Rights Act. So my lawsuit made it up to the White House. I got a call from the White House, and the president signed an executive order to officially change the law on a national level and make sure that Jewish students are included under Title VI of the Civil Rights Act. If you want more about my lawsuit against NYU, check out episode three of Americanish. And then after I sued NYU, I worked for two years as a Jewish activist, and now I am in law school. If you want to learn why you should and should not go to law school, check out episode 15 of Americanish. But now I am in law school. I'm in my second year. Um, I'm not quite sure if I want to take it in the civil rights direction or if I want to be a prosecutor. So I'm kind of working out those kinks. But um, on the show, you'll learn more about you know my professional development, my law school career and whatnot. But that's what I've been up to. What about Mariam? Would you care to introduce yourself? 
Absolutely. Um, that episode, actually, episode 15, is one of my favorite little nuggets of episodes we did because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of really important information for anybody that is interested in law school, that wants to even know what law school prepares you for. So definitely check it out. I feel like this episode is just going to be us shamelessly self-plugging old episodes, <laughs> but I'm not mad at it. Hey, um, again, if you're a new listener, this is this is your roadmap to Americanish. You're welcome. We're doing the work for exactly. you. Exactly. You're Yeah, you're welcome, really. Um, <laughs> hello, everybody. <laughs> My name is Mariam Waba. I am a Coptic Christian from Egypt. Um, if you don't know, Copts are the indigenous people of Egypt. Uh, they are Christians. They've been there since the beginning of time. They are descendants from the ancient Egyptians. Um, but my community is one that not a lot of people know about. So part of my job and my personal journal journey is uh, letting people know about us um, for a couple different reasons, but mainly because it's a highly persecuted community living as minorities in an Arab Muslim country. Um In the past couple of decades, there's been a large diaspora. Um, It's a new diaspora, maybe 70 years old at best. Um, So I am part of that very young and new diaspora and part of what this show is about, Daughters of Diaspora. Um, My family immigrated to the U.S. in 2007. Um, and we've been in New York ever since. We've actually uh, never left New York. Um, I went to school also here. I went to Fordham University here in the city. I love my time at Fordham. Go Rams. Um, And now I work for a wonderful organization called the Philos Project. Philos is a Greek word meaning friend. And so is Coptic, by the way. Coptic is a Greek word meaning Egypt. So I just Mm. feel like Greek gravitates towards me or I towards it. Um, But part of my job as well is uh, creating awareness around minority communities of the Middle East, advocating for them. And figuring out ways that the West, America and Europe and um, Western culture can interact with the East, uh, the Middle East, the Far East, uh, the Near East in a positive and um, renewed way, uh, given our past of not exactly interacting with each other in the best way possible. Um, But we want to also tell you about how the show started, because I think Part of my work is introducing East to West and East to East in a lot of ways. And I think about Adela and I's interaction both on the podcast, our friendship, the way the show started, and that this was a new interaction of East and East, right? Adela is a Syrian Lebanese Jew and I'm a Coptic Christian. So not a lot of mileage in between where our ancestors came from, but definitely worlds away. Um, Maybe Adela, you can tell our meet cute story of how the show began. Yes, we had a very meet cute story. It was adorable. Um, I had a mutual friend that called me up one day and was like, I just found your shidduch. And I'm like, what? She's like, I just found your shidduch. And I'm like, wow. For everyone who doesn't speak Yiddish here, shidduch is like your perfect match. It's like your arranged marriage. And I was like, okay, like she found my shidduch. You know, me being a single lady in New York that's Jewish that should have been married years ago. I was like, all right, like this is happening. And then she was like, no, I just met your shidduch of a person. And I'm like, okay, great. Sounds good. Wonderful. And she told me that there's a girl named Mariam that she just had the same conversation with her that she had with me almost like point for point. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I, I thought I was meeting my soulmate. And she goes, no, 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 this is your soulmate. And, um, you know, she set up a lunch for us to meet each other. And we showed up wearing the same exact outfit from Zara in two different colors. I wore it in gray. She wore it in beige. And we sat over lunch and we just like, we were like riffing off of each other. We were like, yes, anding on steroids. We're like, yes, and, yes, and, yes, and. And we realized we are both 
um, immigrants to the U.S. Not first generation. We are the first generation. Like we're, we weren't first generation born here. Like we we both came here as immigrants. We're both women. We're both older sisters. We're both Middle Eastern minorities. We're both women of faith who love our communities and our tradition. But at the same time, we're building modern lives in New York. She went to Fordham. I went to NYU. We're pursuing careers. We're boss ladies. But at the same time, we love where we came from. It was just everything was just so perfect. And like when we finished this lunch, my our friend just sat back and was like. If I recorded this, this would have been a podcast. And we're like, ah, ha, hmm. And next thing you know, we decide to jump into this with two feet. We start finding a studio, WTF Media Studio. We're going to give them a shout out because uh, we recorded our first couple of episodes there. And um, that's how American-ish came to be. Um, even like coming up with the name, like we had like a group chat and we're like, what What are we thinking? What are we thinking? And we're like, American-ish, right? That was actually Mariam. Mariam, that was your that was your thought child. So um, that's how American-ish came to be. We started this show about a year ago and um, everything that we've talked about from our you know, first couple of episodes that talk about things that are important to both of our cultures, like modesty and dating in our communities and passports and nationality. And now we've moved to this social cultural analysis now that you know who we are. How about we talk about the issues facing our communities today um, from our Americanish perspective? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry I wasn't your six foot one perfect <laughs> husband material match, Adela. That's really disappointing. I don't uh, think I've ever uh, heard that part of the story, but yeah. Cause she she literally she just said, I have your shit up. And I was like, okay. And then she's like, her name is Mariam. And I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> so that was very interesting for me. Um, but yeah, I think she she was right. I think that we meshed perfectly well. If I could find Mariam in a man, um, you know, who's come my way. <laughs> and and also like Jewish, that that would also be dope. Um that's that's, that's not a shameless plug, but if you know any six foot what now? Just kidding. I don't discriminate based on height. <laughs> to be fair, you are what 0.8 Coptic, so I am 0.8 Coptic. I, I guys, I'm 0.8 Coptic. We did a whole show about ancestry. I'm turns out I'm like 92% Middle Eastern, but part of that is Coptic. So that's wonderful. I'm yep. I'm a Coptic sister here. <laughs> <laughs> now that doesn't mean Coptic men slide in the Dallas DM or anything no. at all. I'm not <laughs> insinuating or alluding to anything. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, that's a great meet cute story. And, and those turtlenecks, we get comments about them all the time because we also ended up wearing them to our first like promo photo shoot. And, uh, we have pictures that we're, we're wearing the same exact thing, like light jeans and that turtleneck in different colors. And people Mm -hmm. always ask like, were those props? Like, did, did somebody buy those for you as a shtick? And I was like, no, 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 we owned those turtle. We wore them at the same time without coordinating it. So yeah, it's funny because even for that first photo shoot, like we each brought three outfits, but the three outfits worked so perfect. Like, like <laughs> one of them was like the turtlenecks that we had matching. The other one was like beige sweater with like jeans and see like, like every outfit we brought just happened to, to mesh perfectly. Like we were told three outfits and we were like bet. And then we just showed up with the same three yeah. outfits essentially. Yeah. So just shows you when you're on the same wavelength as someone. Um, there's been some really fun moments in the past two seasons. It's been a year, actually. I think this month is our one year anniversary of doing the show. Um, one of my favorite things about doing the show is learning about each other on camera, like unsolicited, like before discussing it beforehand. I think that that's how we did the first few episodes. Our, our, one Mm -hmm. of our lovely producers told us like, don't chat about anything until the camera's rolling, which is very bizarre. You're trying to like build a friendship and a relationship (laughs) And this person's telling you, you know, do it on camera or else doesn't count. Um, but it led to some really interesting moments. I think there was this one moment where 
I was talking about the Coptic cross, which we can have another episode about. If you're interested, go back and watch uh, the Coptic episode and you'll hear more about the Coptic tattoo that we give our children. And there, I said that sentence while recording the episode. I said something like, you know, we tattoo our kids. And I got mine when I was like eight, nine months old. And Adela <laughs> like had to stop because I, I mean, I know this, it's part of my community, it's part of my culture, but I guess hearing it fresh and new, like, oh, we give tattoos to babies does sound pretty bizarre. And I just remember your reaction. What was going on through your head then? I was like, wait, you tattoo babies? I was, I was taken aback. I was not sure what to say. I was like, okay, um, let's talk about this. <laughs> and when the cameras were rolling and at one point, like, I think we even told like our producer, I'm like, wait, can we pause for a second? What? It was just, it was very, very funny. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting because, like, the way that we did our first couple of episodes was, like, we would pick a topic, like, modesty, right? And we'd be like, do you have something to say on this? And she'd be like, yep, what about you? And I'd be like, yep. But we had no idea what the perspective of the other person was. Like, we could have been showing up, like, guns blazing and clashing. And that doesn't mean that we necessarily agree all the time. We don't. Um, but at the same time, it was one of those things that, like, it could have been a disaster and then it wasn't. So I'm really glad that that worked out. And one of our favorite disagreements, if you want to see how you could disagree, but come to an understanding that different perspectives are good, check out our episode about Elon Musk and freedom of speech, because Mariam and I had different thoughts on that. Yeah. And it's, it's really a beautiful way to showcase that you can be friends with, you can have relationships, you can, it doesn't need to be as hostile as we disagree. Therefore, nothing can exist between us. We we fundamentally disagree on that episode about very important things that matter to both of us career-wise, personal-wise, just things that would uh, shape the way we see the world and culture and society. Um, but I think we walk away with something really powerful and really beautiful. And there's been a couple more times where that's happened, actually. Um, mm-hmm. My mind goes to a few of our guests that we've had. Um, I think the first guest we've ever had was um, with our friend Yaroslava. At the time we were recording the episode was the week that the Russian invasion of Ukraine mm-hmm. was happening. And we were trying to ideate behind the scenes and just figure out, like, how do we talk about this? Because we have a platform, we have people who listen to us. Um, and how should we be leaders in our own communities and in this community that we're trying to build being Americanish? And I think we sat down, we tried to record an episode and we were like, this just does not feel right. Yeah. It, the, the whole shtick of American is that we're talking about our own communities. So it only makes sense that we get somebody from the Ukrainian community to talk about this thing and what it means um, for people at home and somebody who has family at home, preferably. And we found the wonderful and lovely Yaroslava and it's one of our first episodes and she comes on and she gives a beautiful account, a beautiful yet harrowing account of what it really means, what that moment in history really means. And not to distance it because it's the invasion is still happening. The war still happens um, on a, every single day. But I think that was one of my favorite episodes. And it was really embodying the theme of Americanish, where we bring a person mm-hmm. from that community to tell us what they're feeling, what they're experiencing objectively and subjectively. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Uh- the episode with Yaris Lava was phenomenal. It was also the first time that I realized the show is much larger than two girls talking about their communities. It's about an Americanish story, right? It's about all these people that are daughters of diaspora. What does it mean to be 
um, you know, living here, building a life here, but having a diaspora community, being a community that is at home elsewhere, right? So that that was one of my favorite episodes. And, it, you know, a lot of the feedback that we get from the show, from the first episode to, to the episodes we post now are people who are also American-ish who are commenting like, oh, wow, me too. Like I'm, you know, Greek Orthodox and I feel the same way or no way my family does this too. And we're from this diaspora community, right? We get, we get so many comments like that. And I think Yaroslava being the first guest was um, really great for us to see how how important this can be. You know, hopefully we won't have any um, any situations like that before, and hopefully all of our guests will be happy guests, right? Like guests about happy stuff. But um, it just goes to show that you could talk about so many things using this platform. So that that was definitely one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, absolutely. And then we had uh, Chloe Vladry on, and she was such an intriguing guest because I had I'd heard about her and the theory of enchantment. Um, her theory of enchantment for a long, long time, but I never got a chance to actually meet her. Um, and then we had her on and she gave this such an interesting account of her worldview. She was mm-hmm. also a Christian. She grew up Christian, but she grew up a very different Christian than what I grew up. Um, and it's always so interesting meeting different kinds of Christians, Protestants, Catholics, evangelicals. And I grew up as an Eastern Christian, Oriental Christian to be exact. And all these families exist within the church that other Christians don't even know about. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect other religions to know about. Um, and it was a it was an interesting clash of Christianity because she was just describing all her traditions and uh, like holidays that she celebrated, but they weren't Christian to me. Um, they were more Jewish, if I'm being quite yeah. honest. And I think there was a part of the episode where I was like, but that's not Christian. Like you're Jewish. That's fine. Like you can be Jewish, but don't put the Christian label on non-Christian. And I think taking a step back after we recorded that episode and just watching my confusion back, it, <laughs> it was really humbling. And I, I love to be humbled in a lot of ways, but it was really humbling to like view a thing that you thought you knew so well, um, in a new light, in a new way, and being forced to explore it and step out of your comfort zone um, and figure out what it means to somebody else to be a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim mm-hmm. or anything else. Um, do you have a favorite episode, Adele? Yes. Yes, I do. I mean, we're not supposed to have favorites. They always say never have favorites. It's like having children, right? You can't tell them that they're well, – everyone knows that there's a favorite, okay? Like my brother's the favorite. We all know this. If my mom's listening and if my mom's friends are listening, which my mom tells me you do, so thank you for listening. We all know that there's a favorite, right? So my favorite episode was with Bible Stories with Brianda. Now, if you don't follow Bible Stories with Brianda, you should get on that. She is the coolest, like – person I've met in my entire life. And she takes Bible stories and she tells them like a story because she, she's, um, you know, back born again, Christian type where she, you know, wasn't really religious. And then she came back to it. And as she started learning all these Bible stories, she realized like, yo, like there's a lot of drama here. And these are basically like modern day soap operas. And you could tell them like modern day soap operas. So she, um, as she learns the Bible stories from the beginning all the way to the end, um, she has a podcast and she tells the stories. And that way, as your audience, you can learn along with her. Um, And we had her on. And one of the reasons why she's my favorite guest is because we talk about 
a very taboo topic in my community, which is celibacy and dating. Uh, we did an episode about dating where I talk about dating and marriage and all these expectations of my community. But in Brianda, we get really into the taboo of celibacy. And um, it's interesting because I was waiting for marriage and then I wasn't. And then Brianda was not waiting for marriage and now she's celibate again. So we had like opposite paths. Um, so it, it wasn't exactly a clash, but it was a really cool situation. And then I, there, there is one point in the episode where it was really funny. Like at one point, like Brianda and Mariam are like sitting there talking about how great it is to be Christian. They're like, yeah, and it's amazing. Like when you learn the story, it's like, yeah, and it doesn't realize like Christianity and like the power of Jesus. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, <laughs> resident Jew, resident Jew. But yes. <laughs> yeah. I remember that moment. I was like, I'm so sorry to exclude you, but we're having a thing here and I'm going to need to exclude you first. Do it. Do your thing. And I was just sitting there on the couch, happy to be there, Um, which which I, I, I forgot. Also, we had one episode with Alex Media and this is just like a little tidbit that I liked. That, that episode was fun. And Alex, by the way, was drinking on set. He was having like a cup of Baileys. So like that. That, that episode definitely got a little bit more wild than any of our other ones. But at one point, I forgot what we're talking about. But remember, Mariam's Egyptian and um, Alex is black. He's a halfy, but we talk about that in the episode. And then um, me, I'm Jewish. And I forgot what we're talking about. But at one point, like Mariam's like, yeah, in Egypt and the pyramids. And Alex is like, yeah, and we had slavery. And I'm like, wait, we built those. And it was just like, the, I don't know if you remember that moment. It was just like this little chaotic moment in the Alex in the Alex media episode. So um, definitely a really fun time. So check out both of those episodes. Yeah. The Alex media was hilarious. I think <laughs> there was a moment where I don't know how we ended up there, but we were like vying for his religious conversion because I asked if he was religious and he hit me with some BS like I'm spiritual and I'm very comfortable saying this because I'm sure he'll listen back and laugh about it. But we were like, you should convert not not very openly, but what we were trying to say was like, you should convert to either Judaism or Christianity. Like, you should find God. Have, have yep. you considered God? Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, I was like, we got pyramids. And the devil's like, we built those so we can make more if we want. <laughs> That's how it was. Yeah. That was a great, great episode. That was a great episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> over the break, we didn't leave you guys dry. Hanging, what is it? Hanging high, high and dry. Yeah. High, high and dry. High and dry. I think you get so. high and then you get dry, right? Like you do drugs and then you decide to stop drinking. High and dry. Oh, I did not know what that no, meant. No, that's not I what thought... it's about. No, that's well... definitely not what it means. <laughs> anyway, moving on from this concoction we just built, one of my favorite things that we got to do over the holidays was um, we did this awesome five-part series called Anti-Semitism for Dummies. And uh, you guys seem to really, really enjoy it. So I, we want to tell you the story of how it happened. Um, so as you know, Kanye, Kyrie, the end of the year just saw a lot of anti-Semitism in the Black yep. Hebrew Israelite movement. And there was a lot of stuff in the atmosphere that needed to be addressed. And um, there was a lot of people addressing it. So uh, including us, by the way, we did an episode on Kanye and we did a breakdown of what he was saying, what it really means, why it's dangerous, all that good stuff. But I also saw that there was a lot of miscommunication in the content being made mm-hmm. about anti-Semitism. Or rather, maybe I should take a step back and it's not exactly miscommunication, but it's uh, there's a missed beat in the strategy for combating anti-Semitism or talking about anti-Semitism in an educational way. It seemed like a lot of the Jewish creators who were so wonderfully making really good content to educate people about anti-Semitism were starting in the middle of the sentence in a lot of ways. And they were assuming a lot of general knowledge on the general public. They assumed people knew way more than they did. And Mm -hmm. I know this because I didn't know about anti-Semitism. I didn't know what the word meant up until three years ago. 
And if I hadn't taken that one class in college, I wouldn't have had the curiosity to explore more and figure out what it is for myself. Um, so I saw this this problem in the anti-Semitism education. So I thought, like, why don't we start all the way at the front? Like, why don't we begin the story 2,500 years ago? Where the story starts, that's where we should start. And we did this five-part series where we defined anti-Semitism, told you the origins of it, told you how it traveled to Arab lands and how it manifested, told you why it's dangerous and why Jews, when they call out anti-Semitism, they're not just freaking out for no reason and when, why they aren't being alarmist, which is a lot of the critique of um, outside the Jewish community. A lot of people critique the Jewish community for saying anytime there's a any slight rise in anti-Semitism, you guys freak out. And we kind of try to figure out where the middle ground is between those two things. There's a reason that Jews are calling out anti-Semitism at the rate they are, and it's not just alarmism. Um, so we break all of that down, and if you haven't checked it out, please do. I am personally very, very proud of it and the way it came out. I think it's a great little like nugget of history that you get to experience in two-and-a-half-minute clips um, so you can watch the whole thing in like less than 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, Adele, do you have any thoughts about that? No, nothing. I, I loved recording that. And and one thing, whenever I meet a non-Jewish person who cares about anti-Semitism, and this is true about when I met Mariam, I always just kind of sit there and go, oh, wow, that's awesome. But why? <laughs> like, why? Why? Like, I, I'm Jewish, so I know why I care about anti-Semitism because it affects me directly. So whenever I meet a non-Jewish person um, that cares about standing up for my community, it's always like a, a humbling experience. It's always a humbling experience for me. And, um, you know, it's actually, it was Mariam who wanted to do this five-part series because everything was going on with anti-Semitism. And she was like, Adela, like, we need to talk about this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll do an episode. She's like, no, no, no. Like, we should do like a five-part series. Like, actually, like, we should do it this week. Like, we should write an episode like right now and we should record tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, we could totally do that. Sure. <laughs> and um, it's funny because Mariam, now that she cares more about anti-Semitism than me, that's that's not how I would put it. But like sometimes we'll be sitting there and like she'll send me something and she'll be like, oh my God, like, did you see this? I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. She's like, dude, like that's so anti-Semitic. I'm like, yeah, I know. She's like, no, Adela, like you should say something. Like she she just like she she understands this um, in a way that's very interesting. And she she really took up that that flag for us. So, um, you know, for all the Jewish people listening, we owe Mariam a really big, um, <laughs> a really big thank you. Sometimes like, even like all like, you know, send her something. I'm like, huh, funny. And she's like, Adela, that's anti-Semitic. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> so <laughs> Sorry, I take it back. <laughs> well, so, it's, um, it's, it's a minority thing. Like just growing yeah. up as a minority and in the, in an environment that very outwardly treats you as a minority and, I know there are minorities in the U.S. and there's so many different communities that exist here. But the beautiful thing about the U.S., as flawed as it is, is that we can all exist together at once and everything is generally okay. There are a few exceptions to this and there's some history and things to reckon with. But for the most part, I can walk by the street and have two blocks up this way is Hasidic, two blocks the other way is Puerto Ricans. And like, we're fine. Like, we get along for the most part. But other parts of the world, especially the part where I come from, you are a second class citizen. And that's everything about your existence, whether it's the way you look, the way you speak, what you eat, what you practice, your job, everything about you, how you're treated in school is reflective of that second class status. And I just know what a slippery slope uh, hatred is. And they don't call it the world's oldest form of hate for nothing. Like anti-Semitism is a real problem. And I don't want to get too mm-hmm. preachy on everybody. We've done all the episodes <laughs> we can do. I'm sure we'll do more on this, but I, I see how dangerous it is and I see what it can lead to. And 
what's that quote? First, they didn't come for me. So I said nothing. And like, everybody's in line. If it's, if it's the Jews first, you're online at some mm-hmm. point and they will come for you, whoever they are. Um, so it's important to, to stand up when you see hate being, um, very outwardly existing in our world, in our culture, and people are comfortable saying things that they should not be comfortable saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I was very proud of that anti-Semitism dump for Dummies series. I think we'll do more of them. Well, maybe we'll do, we did some Coptic content and people really love that. So I'm sure we'll do more and keep the feedback coming. Like if you enjoyed that, let yeah. us know. If you didn't, let us know. I know some of you didn't enjoy it because you let us know. Um, <laughs> so let us know. Um, we've also been to some, <laughs> up to some really other cool things. Adela, do you want to dive into that? Yeah, I aside from the topic, which is of course near and dear to my heart, I loved doing five part series. I felt like it was just such an easy way to get all of the information. And even if it's a smaller topic, we could do three part series. So again, you guys in the audience, if there's anything you want to learn about specifically in these short series episodes, let us know. And um, talking about how we were talking about you know minorities and everything, if you want to learn more about Mariam specifically and about what her community was like growing up, check out episode two of American-ish. Um, I think it's actually one of my favorite episodes. I, it's, I learned so much. And we talked about learning about each other on screen. But one of the great things about this show is that I get to share Mariam with my community and Mariam gets to share me with her community. So um, definitely check out episode two of American-ish and definitely let us know what you'd like to see in series. Um, but in addition to this five-part series, we have been up to so much in the last couple of months. Like, like yes, we were on hiatus for the last few weeks, but um, in our hiatus, we also did a live event. Um, if you're in New York, I don't know if you know Mag and David Manhattan, but they're, they're a synagogue, a Sephardic synagogue downtown. Um, I used to go there all the time when I was a student at NYU. And they like randomly hit us up and they were like, hey, American-ish, like, would you guys like to moderate an event with the Israeli consul general? And we're like, huh, yeah, sure. It sounds good. And like literally within two days, we had to get like the questions, the turnaround, and we got to moderate a phenomenal event with Asaf Zamir. Um, it was it was great. Actually, it felt like doing a live podcast. Like, right? It felt like doing a live podcast. Like we, we started, we introduced ourselves. We were like riffing off of each other on stage. And then we also had like the ambassador who neither of us had ever met before. And um, it was it was a great experience. Yeah, it was really fun. And I'll just say this. Leadership is a very like interesting topic to me. Like I lead, I read a lot of books about leadership and obviously I'm interested in foreign policy, Middle East foreign policy. So I read about all these greats, whether it's uh, state department officials or people who have mediated peace in this part of the world or done this thing in this part of the world. So I'm, I'm really always interested by leadership and decision-making, especially people in the diplomatic world. So to meet the Israeli consul general is really interesting. And there was, we shared this really sweet moment on stage and, uh, you know, right before we were getting started, we were just all getting comfy in our seats, making sure our mics worked, all that stuff. And I just kind of like look over to him and I say like, comfortable, like asking him if he's comfortable. And he's like, nope. And it was a really funny moment. And, and like, I don't know, I just expected him. He's probably done a million of these things. He's done public speaking before. And yet he was still, one, uncomfortable, and two, ready to be uncomfortable in front of a group of people and ready to roll with whatever was happening. And he didn't see our questions before, and he had no idea what we were going to ask him. And it was a, a little, like, great nugget of advice or 
uh, something to observe about a good leader and what that means. Um, mm-hmm. So that was that was probably one of my favorite moments during our break and all the shenanigans we got up to. Um, I also know, Adela, you were doing some really cool stuff at law school. Yeah, so I did a program at law school called ITAP, which is the Intensive Trial Advocacy Program. And they actually make you acknowledge before you start the program that it will be intensive. It is like Sundays to Fridays, so the only day you have off is Saturday, and it's like you know 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and you have all this work you have to do. And basically, you do two full trial simulations, and I'm not going to bore you with all the legal speak, but bottom line, this event, this live event we did was smack in the middle of ITAP. And I, I had told Marvin from before, like, hey, for these next two weeks, like, I will not be a human. So, like, I, I won't be around. Like, I will not be on my phone. I will not be going outside of my home or school. Like, I literally just, like, would go to school, like, come home at 8 p.m. Like, it was just a terrible time. But then, you know, we got this opportunity for this event. And, of course, we can't say no. Like, of course, we got to do it. So I was on, like, this hyperdrive mode where when we were working on the questions to write for the for the ambassador, I kept having to, like, take a step back and be like, this is not a cross-examination. This is not a cross-examination. I'm not trying to aha moment anyone. Like, I'm just – I'm not cross-examining. And I had to, like, rephrase and remember what it's like to interview someone versus trying to cross-examine someone on the stand. So um, Mariam and the ambassador were very nervous and I was like mechanical, like ready to catch him, right? Like it was just... It was law school does this again. Listen to episode 15. Don't go to law school. It's the best experience I've ever had, but I'm so tired all the time. But yeah, so while I was doing ITAP and and, and killing myself with that, Mariam, you had some really interesting travels while we had our hiatus. It was it was just to backtrack one sec for the interview. It was really fun to do something with you too because I've done like moderation things before and when you're up there like you're in a completely different world like time Mm. stops you don't know how many minutes have gone by you don't know if you've asked too many questions so it was really cool to like have somebody by your side kind of like picking up the slack when you need a minute to regroup and like okay he he already kind of answered this question so let me ask him a different one so that was really really fun but yes to answer your question before you get to that I just want a quick anecdote so a couple of months ago I think it was like November, I moderated a panel for the World Jewish Congress. Now, this was with like the Jewish community, like the president of the Jewish community of like the Czech Republic, the Czech ambassador, the head of the uh, UNESCO's education committee, and I think also the assistant secretary general of the UN Human Rights Committee. So it was like these like four high level people none of whose names I could pronounce. And they asked me to moderate this event like a week in advance. And I literally like, they're like, do you need time to prepare? I'm like, literally just send me voice notes with all of their name pronunciations because there's no way I can say all of these names and remember them. But I showed up to this panel. The audience is mainly like a hundred year old white men. Um, And the panel itself was also people who were very much older, except for one dude who was slightly younger. I think he was maybe 45. And (laughs) it was such an odd panel because at the beginning, and the World Jewish Congress is a little bit more structured. So like, you know, like I was sticking to the questions because I said, how many liberties should I take? And they're like, I mean, like really like stick to the script. About halfway through, I felt like I was even losing the audience. I felt like I was losing the panelists. And I was like, I typed to time to Americanish this a little bit. So I started like weaving anecdotes and I became a panelist myself in a way while I was moderating. And afterwards, like the staff of WJC was like, yes, good job. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I agree. Don't ever stick to the script. We never stick to the script. So, um, yeah, that was, that I, I agree when you're a moderator, time kind of changes. And if you have someone on stage to risk off of, um, that luckily that 45 year old guy, like, yes, 
he he was with it. Like he, he brought the it. age had not hit him yet. Yeah, we, we were able to talk a little bit on that stage. But uh, yeah, let's turn it back to your travels. Yeah, that's it's so awesome. It's really great to have somebody like on stage ready to mm-hmm. step in when you need a sector regroup. Um, but yeah, I got to some do some really cool travel for work during our break. I don't know if we talked about this in our last one of our last episodes, but I got to go to Greece for um, a really cool meeting of the minds, if you will. And uh, we won't get too much into it, but I'll just say. Um, that it was a meeting of Eastern Christians. So we had a Copt from Egypt, Maronites, Jordanian Christian, uh, Armenians, uh, Assyrians from Iraq. Um, where else? Like if, if there's a country in the Middle East that had Christians, we probably had somebody from there. And it was a really beautiful moment of unity between those communities because looking in from the outside, you'd assume that all these communities talk or you know send priests or patriarchs to communicate with each other to coordinate anything. But the matter of the fact is they do not. They have never communicated with each other in a systematic fashion that is conducive to their communities and aims to build each other up. So um, that was a really wonderful thing I got to do for work. And it was really amazing seeing how the different experiences of Christians all living in Islamic lands, um, they're different, but they mirror each other. So uh, a Jordanian Christian has some similarities to a Christian living in Egypt, although not a lot of similarities. Um, so that was really fun. And then I got to go to Armenia, which is the first Christian nation. That's their tagline. Mm. They, they need to market it way more than they do already. But um, they were the first country to accept Christianity as a state religion back in 301, I think. I don't want to be quoted on that, but it was pop in quiz. the 300. Yeah, pop quiz. <laughs> um, and that was really fun. And it was kind of an exploratory fact-finding trip about Armenia because the Feelers Project, the wonderful organization I work for, does some really cool Armenia advocacy Um, but we have never been to Armenia. So we kind of just packed our bags and went to figure out all there is to figure out about the culture, the society, the people, the politics, the problem that they face. Um, so that was really fun. I actually did. I was a guest kind of, I was a co-host on, uh, the Philos Project's, um, podcast called the deep map for a four part series on Armenia. So we talked to four different people that come from different walks of life in Armenia. So we talked to a geopolitical expert. We talked to somebody who just lives in Armenia. We talked to um, a priest and trying to kind of put the puzzle pieces of Armenia together. And um, this is an Armenia episode, so I won't go on a rant, although I really want to. <laughs> uh, but Armenia is a fascinating place uh, with fascinating people. And these people have been dealt the worst cards some of the worst cards in history with the Armenian genocide, with where they are geographically surrounded by enemies. And they are some of the most hopeful and joyful people you will ever meet. And um, at the moment, uh, Azerbaijan is blockading Artsakh, uh, which is a small disputed territory right next to Armenia. And there has not been medicine or food or any essential supplies going into Artsakh. Um, so we have been working to call on the international community to stop that blockade. And if you want to learn more about the issue, what it means for Jews, Christians, Muslims, what it means for you as a human being, please go check out that four-part series on the deep map. Um, yeah, so that, that travel was really, really fun. On top of all of that, we have been working very hard on Americanish and to find new ways for us to interact, new ways for us to make really cool content and 
um, do really cool things. Honestly, we really love this project and we are trying to find new ways for it to grow and for the community to grow with us. Um, so with that being said, we have a new way for you guys to support us. We always get asked, do you guys have a Patreon? How can we support you? How can I help you guys be able to make more content that you already do? Or like, there's this really cool thing from my community that I'd love to see you guys talk about. Um, so for $5 a month on Instagram, you can subscribe for exclusive content from Adele and I, um, all that money will be going directly to production costs. We'll be going directly into making all the wonderful things that we do to both, uh, shine a spotlight on our respective communities, but to bring a spotlight to all your communities too. We have Greek Orthodox, we have Latin Americans, we have people from all walks of life that listen and relate to this and want to use this as a platform to elevate their voice and their community's voice. And this is exactly what it's meant for. So if you're part of this community, thank you so much for, for being part of this community. Um, and tell your friends, like, let's, let's build a family around this Americanish story mm -hmm. because it's the most powerful thing. And it really is the American story. Um, Adela thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for this new behind the scenes, Instagram look. I'm, I'm a very big fan of behind the scenes stuff. Um, you know, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you don't get to see my close friend story, which is where I post a lot of my shenanigans. So, um, in addition to doing just more content about the things you want to see about our communities behind the scenes, let's say for example, you know, getting ready for a Shabbat in my house, you know, preparing for an Egyptian holiday at Mariam's house, you really get a behind the scenes look into our lives. Um, Mariam goes on all of her phenomenal trips around the world. She could take you with her, right? And um, I, I'll just be sitting there reading my law books and you guys can power through law school with me. So um, we're really excited about this new Instagram feature and really we could take it in any direction you'd like. Um, the most important thing about this podcast really has been hearing from you guys. There's a lot of things that Mariam and I find very interesting that you guys might not. So um, we've been getting a lot of phenomenal episodes. Some of our best episodes are things that you guys said, hey, can you guys talk about this? Or, or, or like we said, like when it comes to anti-Semitism, Jewish people tend to start in the middle of the sentence and assume that people have a lot of general knowledge. So if you heard something on the podcast, either in this episode, another episode that you said, whoa, 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 like rewind on that, like, hey can you tell me about the Coptic tattoo? Let's talk about this. Then yeah, we could definitely do more content on that. So again, definitely point us in the direction of the content you want to be seeing. And I'm really excited for this new behind the scenes feature. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. And speaking of new weird content that we'll be posting, uh, definitely hold your breath for next week. We're talking about some really cool things. Do you want to maybe mm -hmm. drop a hint about your favorite electronic piece of equipment, Adela, to give people a clue to what we're talking <laughs> about next week? Yes, my favorite. And you, you're you going to hear me go on like a whole like Sogo's panegyric on this, which means rant and rave, because this is a topic I'm very passionate about. Like it's it's sad, right? Because like I, I'm a Jewish activist. I'm in law school. I'm in the civil rights space. And one of the things I'm most passionate about is a piece of technology created in 1843, patented in 1843. So you guys should definitely tune in. It is really exciting. All I'm going to say is it involves very loud beeping, and you'll see why it's so important. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's not a telephone. Let me tell you this. The telephone <laughs> can go suck it. Like the telephone is nothing compared to this piece That's of right. technology. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Americanish. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok for exclusive content.
And if you haven't already, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.